Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 3 p.m. Sorry, it is 3.02 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa. Sorry about being a little bit late today. But it means it's time for another live stream. And today is Saturday, December 5th, 2020. Hopefully, you guys are having a good day. Uh, it is an absolutely beautiful day today. And I kind of for lost track of time. We were out there playing with the dogs and the girls. And my wife was outside, which normally she's not joining us when we're out playing with the dogs. So it was just nice kind of family time and then I just lost track of time I came in made the thumbnail then went back out and then lost track of time now the girls are back inside they're eating some snacks and they just finished watching a Christmas movie featuring Larry the Cable Guy I didn't know that Larry the Cable Guy was in a Christmas movie but he was just finished that one and now they're watching The Grinch so a great December Saturday how are you guys doing today let's check in on who's here but first let's say hi to everyone listening to this on YouTube after the fact, and also everyone listening to the podcast version. Hopefully, you guys are having a good run. Welcome, everybody. All right, <laughs> Patrick Fung saying yo first, awesome. Um, and let's see, Chris Yell says, I'd say we probably need some cowbell for Mark's 137 half marathon today. Awesome, great job, Mark. Well done, 137, blazing fast. Um, all right, Albert Lung says hello, everyone. Uh, awesome. Chris Yow's here as well. Says, yes, he rocked that race. Awesome. Uh, Martha's here as well, saying hi to everybody. Cool, cool. And uh, let's see. Oh, lots of people saying hi. Um, yeah. And uh, Martha says, Mike will see our cowbell order from Mark Chanko. Goes excellent half marathon time. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. <laughs> and Chris Dyke says three Canadians in the chat room who taken over. Also, it's good to see you guys. I saw a lot of you guys earlier today already. I mean, I didn't see you guys, but I saw a lot of you guys in the chat. Jamie was on a live stream today, and uh, I was coincidentally just stretching. And so uh, he was on doing one of his kind of like random check-in live streams, and uh, I was stretching. I was I, I didn't have a foam roller. I had a, a massage gun, a new massage gun that I'm testing out. I was working with that one and uh, just following along and uh, getting in there for the antics. And I saw a lot of you guys were there too. So good to see everybody now and good to see everybody again if I saw you already earlier today. Awesome. Um, all right. Let's see. Philip Bourne is here. It says, hi, everyone. Awesome. And uh, let's see. What else we got? Innes is here. It says, Innes says, hey, Kofuzi and everybody. A wet and windy trail one with Pip tonight. Very wet underfoot, but Pips didn't seem to mind. I wonder if it's better for her when it's a little bit softer like that outside. Hmm. Runner Dre is here as well. Says hi, everyone. And uh, let's see. JC. What's going on, JC? Says hello. Louis Becerra. Louis, I think Louis was there with uh, with Jamie earlier today. And I, was, I thought it was awesome that Jamie was going crazy over Dan Whitehead. And then at the moment, like, as I mean, did he plan it? But, like, at the moment, I, mean, I don't know when he saw the notification, but he was talking about Dan Whitehead. And all of a sudden, Dan Whitehead, like, a notification popped out that he had dropped another video. So that was pretty fun. Um, but, yeah, I will echo the sentiments of Jamie that Dan Whitehead makes really great videos. I mean, I didn't see the one that he made today, which was, like, I was going to comment in Jamie's live stream. But I had the massage going to go in. And I was going to say, like, that guy could talk about anything. He could go out and talk about, like, television that he's watching. And he'd find a way to make it really artistic. And then what was the video that he made? It's about the television that he's been watching. So it'll be interesting to see how he makes that artistic. But um, his last video was about the Ultra Olympus 4. And basically, 
he made a video about some shoes he's been keeping in a storage bin and it was like the most beautiful video you've ever seen about a guy who's kept some old running shoes in a storage bin amazing he's just he's he's really talented i'm glad that he's feeling better he wasn't feeling well for a while and he wasn't making videos and he wasn't running either so hopefully that all that's resolved or at least symptoms have subsided and he can get back to uh, more of a routine because he was on a roll for a little bit but hopefully he's going to get back at to it pick it up where he left off uh jeff elliott's here says hello what's going on jeff good to see you today jc said ran an easy 13 this morning coldest run so far this season felt great with no wind awesome today um speaking of coldest run it wasn't a cold run for for us here in iowa it was like high 20s so you know below freezing but still chilly um and uh i got a new jacket i got a gore wear jacket the gore wear infinium um insulation jacket it's, it was expensive it was really expensive and um i picked that one up and it, so it has like gore-tex on it for like the weatherproofing and then it has their infinium what they're what they're calling infinium and their insulation which is supposed to be super warm but also like uh moisture wicking and underneath it, I wore a long sleeve, uh, the Janji shirt, the mock neck with like a, um, it's merino wool. And um, with those two things on, I was super sweaty by the end of my run today. Um, I, I kept my face mask down because I was just so hot. My head was dripping. My hair was dripping with sweat. I'd sweat through my shirt and it, it got in my pants wet. So it was like really weird to be um, freezing, literally like freezing my butt off. Cause like the cold on my butt was like really wet and um, chilly was the wind. Not that it was windy, but like, you know, just cutting through the wind, you feel it, um, freezing my butt off and sweating at the same time. And then also my feet were freezing. So it was like a very strange, I definitely like wasn't ready for how warm that gore material is today. That was my run today, but amazing jacket. Uh, no twist one says, Hey all not too many constraints in my life at the moment, but this live stream is slowly becoming one. Well, I hope it's not a constraint. I hope it's just like a fun little kind of like demarcation in the day. You know, I, I, th I think for a lot, hopefully for a lot of people, it kind of like breaks up like the morning portion of the day and then like the evening portion of the day. That's kind of how like I see it. I have like all my stuff that I got to take care of during the day and on the weekends, all the fun stuff that I want to do during the day. Then this kind of like breaks up in the middle a little bit more neatly than like lunchtime does, especially on the weekend. And then um, after that, then it's like evening time. So like that's kind of how I've been kind of seeing it. Uh, Martha says something really funny. Can you Canadians give us political asylum? My husband was passing by and wants to know. So asking for a friend. Uh, yeah, I mean, at a certain point, certain people living in certain parts of this country, the United States. I mean, like, are we being persecuted? by the government i don't know um although a really strange thing i mean i know we got political for a little while during like the election times and i normally will you know have been trying to kind of stay away from it but i just feel like eh, it's not really possible these days anymore but what i think is really bizarre right now is uh the people in georgia that are planning on boycotting the elect the senatorial race the election because they like it's rigged anyway so we're not going to participate and I just feel like, oh, man, talk about, like, what is it? Something your nose to spite your face, like biting your nose to spite your face. That's totally that. And I just feel like uh, you're not going to make your point and you're not going to get what you want. So I just think that's really weird. Anyway, I don't know if any we have any Georgians in here today. 
Scotty B is here from Minnesota. Good to see you, Scotty, again. And Jody's here. Everyone where, I think for Jody, today is Monday. I think, I'm not sure how the time zones work, but you're, you're ahead by a lot. Either that or it's last week for you. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, oh, Carla says, no twist one said, constants, not constraints. Okay, all right, thank you. Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't, uh, yeah. Martha's like, yeah, I, miss, I, I missed it. I misread it, yes. Um, constants makes much more sense. Um, and I didn't take it negatively, so. So I hope hopefully no one thought that. I apologize for for, for misreading it though. I, I try to like juggle like looking at the camera so I can talk to you guys, the chat, and then I, I uh, frequently misread things. You know what's been interesting though is I've been working with my daughter, my younger daughter, four years old. On uh, we've been using ABC Mouse. Uh, like that's if you have kids, you've seen commercials for ABC Mouse. Um, but basically, it's like video games slash like Kumon type stuff um in an app and one of the things that it does is uh after you eat the child completes an activity um you get tickets kind of like you're at chuck e cheese uh, or like a, an arcade and we've been doing this for let's see since like september so three months now and uh my my the young my younger daughter it's like i, I don't think she's dyslexic i think she's fine but she always reads the numbers of the tickets that she has backwards. So if she has like 135, she goes, Dad, I got 531. I'm like, no, 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 no. You go from the left to the right. She goes, yeah, 531. And I'm like, no, 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 you're reading it backwards. You got to read it the other way. So I, it's, it's it's been concerning enough that I've brought it up to my wife to keep an eye on it. But I think that we're fine. But I don't know. Sometimes I guess when we get excited, we misread things. Uh, Mr. Random says, yo, are Brooks the only brand that have most of their main shoe with 12 millimeter drops? Um, I'm not sure that most of their main shoes are 12 millimeter drops. I think only the Ghost is a 12 millimeter drop. Is there another shoe that's a 12 millimeter drop with Brooks? I'm not sure. Mizuno has a lot of 12 millimeter drop shoes too. I feel like the Wave Rider is a 12 millimeter drop, isn't it? Is it still? I'm not sure if it, they changed it. But those would be like the two brands that I think have frequent 12 millimeter, not frequent, but uh, regular 12 millimeter drops. And something that I've been just realizing lately is that a lot of women's shoes and across a lot of brands have 12 millimeter drops. I have to look in that to that a little further to kind of like figure out which shoes and which brands are doing that. But that's something that's come to my attention recently too. Ah, Martha says, cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. That's what I think a lot of the Georgians are doing right now. Um, all right. Old Fool's Gold says, I don't know, I feel like this is like a, like a old Fool's Gold and then this picture, I'm not sure what's going on here. Interesting. It says, any idea why my heart rate is so high on easy runs? Nine uh, minute pace, 160 beats per minute. I'm a 429 high school miler. Um, old Fool's Gold, are you, I'm assuming you're a high schooler then. Or... Because I'm assuming, because the name Old Fool's Gold makes you, me think that maybe, are you like telling me you were a 429 high school miler and you're like my age now, like you're in your 40s? So I think that is going to like help me answer that question. I think I need a little bit more information on that. But if you feel, because I feel like if you are a high schooler or in college, um, nine minutes for 160 beats per minute, I don't know that that's necessarily going to be terribly high. Um, depending on what your max heart rate is. Um, so that's like the one thing that I'm, I'm 
not quite so sure on. So I would need a little bit more information on that. Um, so about what age you are, you don't have to give me the specific age, but kind of like about what age you are um, would help a little bit. And if you know your max heart rate, or like the, if you know it's like really high or low or average, or you have no idea, then that would help too. Um, Chris Yao says female shoes have 12 millimeter drops to simulate high heels. I, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what the rationale is on it. That's kind of like I don't know. Um, Syed uh, Abdul Latif says, "What's the advantage of a higher slash lower drop?" I think the thinking on the higher drop. Is I mean a lot of it's just comfort and preference. So like, like what do you like? And so the way I think of drop is like angle of attack. So like are you are you like which way is it setting you up when you hit the ground? Whenever there's something near me, I always start fidgeting with it. Um, and there was just like a piece of plastic, a tag from a shirt. Um, but so um, the way the heel drop is, it kind of like sets you up for angle of attack. The thinking is that the higher the heel drop, the more it kind of leans you forward. And so that will encourage you to have shorter, faster strides. So like, I think for like shoes like the Ghost, I think they're thinking most of the people that pick up the Ghost or like their typical Ghost buyer, uh, I know there's lots of variety in that demographic, but I think like when they when the, when Brooks thinks of like, who's this shoe for? I think they're thinking of someone that's either like a two or three times, maybe like one or two time a week runner or someone who is new to running and that like being higher up might make it feel more exciting to run that way. And so I think that's why they go really, really high on that. Um, when people go really, really low or like zero drop or four millimeters of a heel drop, I think what they're trying to do is simulate more of a natural movement. So that's something they're trying to emphasize. But a lot of times that zero drop or that low drop is combined with um, a rocker. So the front of the shoe kind of like kicks up a little bit. So that way it rocks as you're hitting it. So I think both of those things, the heel, high heel drop and then low heel drop with the rocker are kind of trying to achieve the same thing. They're trying to facilitate quick turnover. They're just approaching it different ways. Uh, is Mies Anthony says, um, is that like a mise en place kind of thing? Uh, is Mies Anthony says, favorite pre-run meal? Um, toast with almond butter and strawberry jelly. Um, or uh, like, Anything like oatmeal other than oatmeal. So like an oatmeal granola bar, like Cliff Bars are great. The oat, oatmeal walnut, I think is one. Um, um, my wife makes these like uh, almond butter balls. They're, it doesn't taste like oatmeal, but there's oats in it. So like those kinds of things are like, those kind of baked goods are the ones I like. Also, my mother-in-law makes a pretty mean chocolate chip cookie. If I have like three or four of those on the way to a run, I'll have a pretty good run. So those are the things that I like. Um, I don't really like a giant meal. Uh, most of my runs are in the morning. So like that's why I like something smaller uh, and a lot of coffee is what usually kind of um, I have time for and what I'm usually running on. Um, Shannon says, my daughter has turned five. She knows numbers and likes me to spell things aloud for her to write. But because she can't read, I don't think that age understands the importance to left to right. That's what, that's what I'm thinking too. I'm trying not to like worry too much about my daughter, like reading the, always wanted to read the numbers backwards. And she's gotten to the point where she's like, daddy, how do you spell this? And she wants to like me to write the letters out for her. And it's funny cause I'll give her like a sheet of paper and she'll write, want to write her name or some other words that she thinks that she can write. And when she runs out of room on the page, she'll just start putting the letters wherever she wants. 
you know, because I think she doesn't read either. And so, like, she doesn't know that, like, it, it needs to flow a certain way for other people to understand it. So it's, it's kind of peculiar to, like, watch how her mind works. Scott says, I lost a tripod. Do you have any suggestions on where it might be? I would, I would go back and think of the last place that you had it. Start there. And then if, if that doesn't work, if you look in all the normal places, think of places that would be completely ridiculous for that to be. That's usually where I find stuff. Like I don't find stuff in, like in the fridge. I'm not. It's not that ridiculous. But like sometimes I'll be like, oh, I put it in a windowsill for some reason. That's where my glasses are. So I I have that. Um, I I think I, hopefully that's that I can take that question at face value. That's what that means, right? I don't know. Uh, Les Cuis says I rotate higher and lower drop shoes to rotate pressure on knees versus calves. Seems to work for me. I could see that. A lot of people told me when they were trying out like. Um, or transitioning to lower drop or zero drop shoes that like stretched your calves a little bit. And I do gen generally tend to like that a lot for when I'm like, if I'm going on a recovery run, I like a lower drop because I feel like it just helps keep everything like stretched out just a little bit more. Peachy1980 says, hi Kafuzi, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Uh, running with Pete says, happy Saturday. Ran part of the Marathon Project course in Chandler this morning in my Evo rides. Love the Evo. Chilly morning, about 33 degrees. Ah, oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, I think the Evo ride 2 is kind of come out soon. Like, I think it's going to come out in February. The Evo ride 1 came out early in the year, too. So, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to running in them again. I don't have a pair now, and I haven't had a pair in a while. I miss it. Kiefer's here today. Kiefer is someone else that I also saw in uh, in Jamie's live stream. Good to see you again, Kiefer. Neat Penguin says, hello, everybody. What's going on, Neat? Uh, all right. David Litzone says, Yoko, I have a new video with my race in it today. Probably my best video yet. Awesome. Um, I saw you running on your on the treadmill in your next percents. That was a, re a really nice video. Um, all right. Stevie <laughs> says, I can't find my marbles. <laughs> Where was the last time you had them, Stevie? go back to that and if you can't find them there think of a random place that doesn't make any sense there would be um a lot a typical place if when my wife loses stuff which is not frequently but when my wife misplaces stuff it's usually in a pocket of a jacket that's where um her, her where that's where she tends those things all right here we go the app the web app just turned my camera off for a second but i got it back okay <laughs> Jeff, I think this goes back to the marbles. <laughs> Can't see, don't know where you last had it in 1997. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, and Scott says, thanks for entertaining my bizarre sense of humor. No problem. I mean, here, here I'm going to give you guys a, a heads up. <clears throat> a video that I'm pr pretty excited to make is... Um, a video, and I'm not sure how I'm going to intro it yet, so that's where I, like, I still need to do some figuring out on it. But uh, I'm going to make a video on um, how distance runners are weird. And how it just, if you look on YouTube, you know, things get pretty bro-y. Uh, things get pretty, like, you know, super tough and tense. And everyone wants to make their videos look like, you know, it's like the promo for, like, the NBA Finals. It just, like, wants to be super, like you know, raw power and like athletic prowess and all that. But when you think about it, distance runners were the strangest athletes in your high school, right? And so like, and uh, I feel like it, it, it still stays that way. 
But I feel like lately, at least on YouTube, everyone's been trying to like gloss it over a little bit. But there's some kind of like vanguards out there that have still been keeping distance running weird. And so I want to do a spotlight on um, weird distance runners on YouTube. So that's, I, I like the weird. I like the bizarre senses of humor. So, you know, that's, that's, that's something that I'm pretty excited to make. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, Keeper said, Cousin Jamie seemed to have a chip on his shoulder this afternoon, eh? You know, that's usually when he does his live streams, is when, like, he gets, like, uh, fired up about something. That's usually what it is. So, um, I wish he would, I wish he would do it more regularly. I mean, it doesn't have to be regularly, just more often. I kind of like that it's, like, random at times. Um, but it always seems to tend to work out, no matter when he does it. I usually happen to be, like, on my phone or on Instagram, on, or, or, uh, on YouTube. Um, Jeff Elliott says, yep, <laughs> I'm certainly pretty weird and love running. Uh, and he says, yep, was weird and nerdy in high school, yep. And Scott says, keep running weird, that's right. I, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I just feel like when you're doing miles, long, long miles, and, it, like, you have, like, an hour and a half easy run, that kind of thing, like, I don't know how you stay serious the entire time. It just doesn't make any sense to me. All right, Zach Beck said, Howdy, I've been doing math for a few weeks. I have to run 11-minute paces to stay in my 155 max heart rate. When I run 9-minute miles, my HR can get as high as 190. Should I be worried about that? Um, first thing I would check is, are you sure you're getting an accurate reading? If you are using only the wrist, then I would check and try switching up to an external heart rate monitor, like a chest strap or an armband, just to make sure that that 190 is normal. Because, like, for most people, being at 190 for more than, like, five minutes straight uh, is going to be pretty tough. Um, I mean, maybe, like, 10, maybe 20 minutes, but that's a lot. That's a lot for a lot for most people. So that's the first thing that I would check out. Um, if you're able to stay at 190 for a long time, and that's an accurate reading, um, I suppose it could be a signal that something's going wrong. But if you're running 11 minutes to stay at your Maffetone number, per mile after a few weeks does i don't i don't think that that 190 number is probably correct i'm i'm not sure but then again if your math number is 155 it, it could be okay but i would just make sure that that's an accurate number first sean marshall says runners are weird that's what i like about them yeah yeah i mean we yeah, just like the cross-country guys were always, and, and the women too, were always just so weird. Strange, strange, peculiar people. My sort of people. <laughs> um, yeah, no twist one says runners are weird. Cyclists are as well, but triathletes are the are, triathletes are the weirdest of them all. I don't, I mean, I don't know that many triathletes. I know a handful. Um, but I can't say that I've gone on like really long sessions with them before. Oh, well, one of them I have, and it seemed pretty, seemed pretty normal that day. But, you know, I, I, was, I only met that guy that day. So I think, you know, I, I will see. I don't know if they'll be the weirdest, but I, I, I don't know. That's a weird competition. Hmm. All right. Jody says, getting the OH1 has been a game changer for getting accurate heart rate data. Yeah. Um, I, I love mine. So today on my run, because I mentioned that I had that gore wear jacket on, and I was sweating like crazy. And today I had my two heart rate monitors on one i have my whoop and i just like i loosen it and then i wear it around um, up higher on my arm and then i have my oh one that i wear even higher up 
where I feel like it sticks, stays there real nice. That stayed there perfectly the entire time. The whoop, about uh, halfway through the run, it just kept sliding down and I just took it off and stuck it in a pocket because it just wouldn't stay there correctly. So like, I think I, uh, I've been avoiding trying to get a next, uh, an, an additional band for this guy, but I think I'm just gonna have to do it because I just need it to be a little bit higher up so that it doesn't slide around. Um, <laughs> Chris Yeah says, can everyone stop trying to label me as a runner? I'm not weird. I'm strange. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, let's see. Where did it go? There was something saying. Um, where did it go? Ah. Rami, you, Rami Yuhana says, Hi, Kofuzi. In your experience, what has helped you improve your speed the most? Higher mileage or introducing more speed workouts? Um, I think that, here's the way I think of it. I think higher mileage and is, is kind of like building aerobic base. And then the speed workouts um, is more like fine-tuning. So a couple of ways I look at it, I like to think of it as forging and honing. So you forge their steel. You're like adding material to your blade. And then you hone it and you sharpen it to a really fine point. They're two very different things. Higher mileage, base building, you're forging the steel. Speed work puts it to a very fine point. Um, the other way I think of it is like from an engine, you know, you can increase your horsepower or you could put like a turbo on top of it. Speed work is like putting the turbo on it, but at a certain point you're gonna get more horsepower when you put a turbo on your engine. But at a certain point, you need more displacement. You need like a bigger engine to be able to to get more power and the turbo can improve it but it has its limit and the limit is the base of that engine that's underneath it so like the third way that i look at it as like um it's kind of like i, I, I equate it to that one thing on ang there's a there's a specific kind of bird on angry birds it launches and then at a certain point you tap the screen again and then it shoots downward and i feel like you know like you're building mileage is like that it keeps going, going, going. And then once you introduce speed work, it shoots you down. Now, if you want to get maximum distance out of that, you know, it'll the amount of speed that you can get is a function of when you hit that button. So, like, at any point in anyone's training, they can start building aerobic base. Once they start doing speed work, they'll get faster. But, again, it's limited by how much base they have first. So you need both to be able to improve speed the most. But if you've got five weeks, speed work. If you've got five months do like three and a half months of mileage building and then a month of speed work so that's kind of how i see it I, hopefully that makes sense that third one i know doesn't make a lot of sense unless you played a lot of angry birds i think <laughs> um bu says hey co do you know where the orkney islands scotland is come see the beautiful untouched landscapes in history i'm not familiar but i'd love to visit scotland sometime um I think there's a lot of this planet that I haven't seen that I'd love to. Chris Dyke says, I resonated with Seth's video on HR and not obsessing about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't. no one has to train by heart rate. Although I would argue that Seth is very much training by heart rate. He just doesn't use a heart rate monitor. But maybe that's just semantics for me at that point. Um, Kiefer says, by the way, bro, did you add a light in your commentary part of your videos? You got uh, that twinkly eye thing going on. 
Um, I've always had a light, so I have two lights. There's one light that's up here kind of pointing down at me a little bit, and then I usually have another light right here that's kind of pointing at me. I just turn this light up a little bit more, and so it gives me more twinkly eye. That's all I did, uh, and it was on accident. I didn't do it on purpose. One day, the light just happened to be brighter. Like, the, there's a dial on the back that I think I nudged it, and then I was like, oh, hey, this looks better today. So let's just keep it that way. So that's what's been going on. Thank you for noticing, though. Innes is familiar with Orkney Islands. He said he loved it when he was on a holiday there. Awesome. Mm, all right. Uh, Mr. Random said, what's the minimal daily mileage for a good running streak? I think that depends. I don't think there's any hard and fast rules for it. Some people will um, do, say, like at least one mile a day. Some people like start limited at at least 5K for it to count as a a running streak day as long as i feel like as long as you set that minimum number before like the first days where you're getting tired then i think it's fair and i think it it, it it works out um and zach Pack says yes i use a garmin chest strap i'm just running and having a good time today not worrying about heart rate when i looked at my watch it said 190 i was like whoa felt like i was working but not dying that seems kind of high how just let, let me know like what age range are you zach so that way because if you're like my age and you're running like 190 that that could be something unless you have just like an ungodly high max heart rate which might be the case but let me let me know yeah because i i don't know that i'd be worried but it might mean that you have a lot of room to improve with map and tone training then because then it might just be that you've been really attuned to running at what your body perceives as a uh, a heavy strain and you've developed strength there but if you build that kind of bigger engine or like get that base mileage in at that lower heart rate that could me uh be an indicator of lots of room for improvement but i don't know um neat penguin says also best old shoe i nominate peg 36 trail gtx referring to my early comments probably the most versatile versatile shoe i own um peg 36 i'm trying to think of what the the Peg 36, oh, you know what? I never ran in the Gore-Tex version of that one. I had the shield of the Peg. I had the Peg. Oh, wait, no, I did run in the Peg Trail Gore-Tex. That was a good shoe. That was a good shoe. Um, I still have a sentimental value for the Peg 33 shield, not the Trail or just a regular Peg 33 shield. Mm, and Jeff Elliott says, no mention of heart rate with true love, I think. Hmm, Yeah. That's interesting. I don't think it was intentional. I don't think he's like trying to like, you know, stack the deck to make his argument or anything like that. I just think that like, you know, he mentioned in his video, like he had years of training with Mark Wetmore, one of the most famous distance running coaches in U.S. history. And, um, you know, where he was trained for five years, he said, to um, basically be a human GPS watch. You know, so... Um, it's one of those things where I feel like, you know, a master guitarist doesn't need a tuning fork because they probably have perfect pitch or they've trained themselves to know what the low E sounds like and they could tune the rest of the strings relative to that. Um, and that's where I think Seth is. I think he knows exactly what his heart rate is. Um, and I think that some of his paces, he's training, you know, to run easy. Like, he, like it's just, I think he knows. I don't think he maybe knows the number, but I think he knows, like, yes, all my, my body systems are giving me data feedback data of easy 
so I'm running easy today. You know, so I think that's kind of what's going on. Um, yeah. Uh, Ryan G says, how necessary is it to slow way down to get my heart rate back under math after a hill HR spikes? Should I stop to walk or let it come back down naturally at the same math pace? Um, I would, it depends on kind of where you're at in, in your journey. If it's early on, I would say try really hard, even if it means you're walking up a hill, to not get that spike. Um, so that way uh, you don't have to deal with that. Um, so that way you're never going over it and you're staying kind of like below it, at least kind of kind of for like your onboarding phase. Um, if you've been doing it for a little while, um, I would say, I don't know that, if you're at the point where in your math training where you don't have to walk at all, great. And then, um, but um, I wouldn't stop to walk or stop, but I would really slow down to let it come back like pretty quickly rather than running like your math pace and like dragging it out. I hope that makes sense. Mm, all right. Lots of great running questions today. We're actually talking about running today, which is a bit of a surprise. Um, Runner Dre says, does the OH1 monitor work with Garmin? Yes, it does. Uh, Chris Dyke says, I remember seeing a YouTube comment on one of Athlete Special's videos comparing Seth to the youngsters and saying he's just a YouTuber. I don't know. He's a pretty fast <laughs> YouTuber. Um, I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know where, I mean, Athlete Special is different because he's a middle distance guy. He runs 800, doesn't he? Right? I've been actually binging on a lot of Athlete Special videos. Um, and I feel like now when he's in this situation where like um, he is running with a, lot, a team of people who are all stronger than him right now. Um, it's put him in a little bit more of a vulnerable situation, which I'm finding much more relatable. So I've, I've been really enjoying um, his videos lately. A lot of times, you know, in college, a lot of his videos got tended to get pretty broy. But in this situation where he's like, you know, the low man on the totem pole, um, I feel like I'm getting a better sense of him. There's less bravado there, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, JC says, I tend to believe my Garmin heart rate when it says I'm low, but I think it's inaccurate piece of junk when it's high. See, I'm the opposite. When I think my heart rate is, when my heart rate shows low, I'm like, oh, there must be something wrong with this watch. I can't possibly be running like this pace at that low of a heart rate. And then when it's high, I'm like, yep, see, I'm a terrible runner. That's kind of how I am. I'm the opposite of that. Um, runner Dre says, Christmas present to myself with the OH1, I guess. It's a, it's a good one. I run with it in the winter every day. In the summer, that band gets really sweaty, and I don't like it as much. I like a chest strap in the summer, but um, in the wintertime, the chest strap doesn't really work that well for me. So I like the armband. Uh, Vet I Run says, your thoughts on 80-20? I love it. So when I'm, um, I mean, I'm kind of doing 80-20 I mean, right now. I'm not really training for anything, but I've decided to, to, to test more of the speed shoes that I have, like in the racers that I have. I'm going to do two week at, workouts a week. Nothing, nothing too fast, but I'm thinking longer, somewhat faster, fast-ish paces or harder efforts. Um, nothing super intense, though. And uh, I think it's going to break. It's been breaking down to about 80-20. Um, although, like, you know, with some of, like, the recovery paces, I've been really focusing on when I'm, like, doing an easy run, not doing those hill heart rate spikes, that kind of thing. Um, trying to stay really easy. 
uh, at all other times other than when I'm working in a workout. So I, I'm a big fan of it. I think that it works really well for... Um, I usually only go to 80-20 once I'm um, training for a specific race. That's when I'll go to it. Other times, I'm usually more like 90-10. Um, and even that 10 will basically be like uh, I accidentally ran a little bit hard because it was really windy one day or something like that. So that's usually kind of like my default not training for anything mode is just go out there and run all easy miles. And then accidentally, I'll end up like 10% of just like not even that intense, but higher than easy in terms of heart rate and intensity. But I think it, it, it works out really well for me. I mean, it's like, you know, there's, it's all different ways of kind of saying the same thing. When some people are like, oh, easy runs easy, so your hard days are hard. I mean, 80-20, like, those are all like, you know, we're all looking at the same thing. And there's just different ways that people are like quantifying it or labeling it, I, I think. Maybe I'm oversimplifying a lot of people's training perspectives. Um, Jeff Elliott says, I like Ali Ostrander, Ostrander a lot. She's in a few of the athlete special vids. Yeah, she's she's very entertaining to watch. I like their dynamic. I, I don't know, are they dating or what? It's, they're, it's a really very cute, classic distance runner, like flirting. It's just super awkward at times and just very strange like there was that one time did you watch that video jeff where they went to a coffee shop and they were doing like this weird arm dance comp competition the two of them that's what i'm talking about distance runners are weird <laughs> uh, um yeah mr random says how high does your heart rate go when you start filming if at all um sometimes it'll go uh a little bit higher because uh, I focus on like um, the shot and then I might accidentally run a little bit faster. My running buddy says like you run faster for the camera and he kind of teases me about it and maybe I do. But I don't, I try not to do that. Um, but sometimes you just kind of like, you're, I don't, I can't look at my watch cause like my arm might, might be down, you know, as I'm filming or whatever. Or like if you're like, you know, I just, so I just run. And so then sometimes it goes up. It generally goes up, not down. Um, but I would say, you know, a couple beats per minute higher these days. Um, yeah. But, you know, my clips are like 30 seconds long or shorter. So, like, uh, these days I've been trying to also get some, like, uninterrupted, just, like, strict, like, long clips. Everyone, like, during a run, I'll have, like, two or three that I capture that way. But for the most part, it's under 30 seconds. So it's not a long disruption. CV76 says, are they dating? Yeah, I think they are. I think they are dating. I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, Jeff Lee said the crazy speed arms. It was funny. Yeah, I, you guys must be watching that too. Yeah, I, that's good. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I think I think they are dating, Stevie said. I don't want to spread rumors on the internet about other runners, but I thought that they had mentioned that. Or didn't he yeah, like what there was some other YouTube channel that did like a athlete special exposed kind of video and i thought they talked about it there i didn't see the whole thing and then one of the other brooks beast team members was like yeah i think there are a couple that's what he was saying so I'm like i don't know i think it's weird though to like be dating as a youtuber i think so i feel like i can understand if they want to be a little bit you know vague in terms of like the public perception of it and i you know respect that but either way even if they're just friends i think they're very cute friends and it's fun to watch them hang out. Um, 
Oh, my mom's here. Hi, mom. Good to see you. Uh, all right. Let's see. BB says my five, my quickest five, quickest 5k ever, 1928. My heart rate was only at 152 average. My max I've seen it is at 190. Yeah. Wow. You're you're at 152 for your 5k. That's nice. Oh yeah, Doku Tagaran says Traxta. Yeah, I think Traxta did a video, and I thought I, I didn't watch. I, I actually don't think I watched the, any of it, but I thought that they. He intimated that they were talking about it or something like that. I don't know. I have to go back and check. I mean, I don't care that much, but um, I'm sure it'll become clear in the next couple of videos, I guess. Um, Barry Batsbach says, what's a good cushion shoe for my Zone 2 training? I already have the Endorphin Speed and Zoom Fly Fly in it. I would look at the Clifton 7 and the Ride 13. Those would be great for that. Um, let's see. Jeff said, I did a lot of math this year, which sucked. <laughs> but it helped me hit 50 miles per week a lot. And it has definitely improved my cardio and that it's cold out. Yeah. I think that's kind of like, yeah, that's like for most people's first year with it, I think. That was my first year with it. I got, I ran more miles than ever. They took longer than ever. But I felt like I got very strong in a different way. And then from there, I'm kind of like just building on top of it now. All right, let's get a couple more and then I get going. Mm. Danny J's here. Good to see you, Danny. Um, <clears throat> Bowie says, I feel there must be something wrong with my heart rate strap as 152 sounds far too low, right? Yeah, I feel like if you were like pushing at the end of your 5K, that should be the same as your, your max heart rate. So like, um, yeah, it depend, I guess it depends on how hard you ran that 5K. But Innes says his 5K PB was at 159 beats per minute. Which is sounds amazing to me. That's crazy. But so I mean, I, you know, like they say with heart rate training, um, a lot of people complain about heart rate training because it tends to put like, you know, universally applied formulas to people, and people have all sorts of different kinds of heart rate ranges. So that could be you, you might just that just might be your physiology. So that's not something else to think about. Um, and Sean says, according to Chain Coco. Ride 13s are on sale for 100 bucks. That's a fair price. That's real good. Um, all right. Ben Browning is here. Says, hi, Michael and viewers. How's everyone today? Yeah. Mm, all right. Oh, he says, on my... Okay, he says, on 5K PB, I maxed, I maxed at 170. Okay, well, that sounds right. If you're, oh, your average, what, what, did, I read, did I read it too fast again? I think I read too fast again. So let's go back. Um, oh, yeah, his average is 159. Oh, okay. So average of 159 and the max of 170. That makes a lot more sense to me. That sounds more like, okay. Oh. So I guess, Bowie, if you're, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it. If your average was 152, that could be okay. If you're, I mean, like, if you hit 190 during that, then, yeah, the, the all could be right. It just might mean then that maybe you need to warm up a little bit more um, before before you're getting started. So that way, when you're getting going right away, your body's at, like, full capacity. That could be one thing. Hmm. Or maybe your heart rate just stays really, really low for a really long time for you. And that could be pushing down that average, too. Hmm, interesting. All right. 
All right, Dr. Funk1216 says, and we'll, we'll end with this one here. It says, Co, here's my weekly shoe video pitch. Award for best shoe company of the year, rookie shoe of the year, and most improved. Okay, so we'll do like an MVPs. Because I was going to do the top five. I have two more top fives that I want to do, Max Christian and then the Racers. And I suppose we should do an MVP. I think I'll probably do that at the end of the top five racers. I think that's what we'll do. Or should, should that be a separate video? I feel like because a lot of it would be redundant. So like, but I guess I, I have to do, I haven't done like a shoe of the year video. I was thinking about doing a shoe of the year video, putting up, I don't know, a, a Max Cushion shoe is gonna, isn't going to be in that category. So it'd be opened up to a couple more. So maybe I'll do it that way. I'll have another video on top of the top five racers. Hmm. All right, Dr. Funk, I like it. All right, um, and CB76 says, best corn of the year. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, well, I'm going to leave it there for today, guys. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I had a fantastic time talking to you guys today. Tomorrow morning is Sunday, so no video in the morning, but we'll do another live stream, same time, 3 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully, I'll see you guys again. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.